Welcome to the Black and Green Podcast, your go-to place to find the latest high-quality, all-natural products created by Black artisans. Hosted by yours truly, Dr. Kristen H., we'll discuss all things health, wellness, self-care, and self-love. We'll feature a refreshing lineup of guests, including entrepreneurs, artisans, holistic lifestylists, clean beauty experts, and a plethora of other innovators within the wellness industry. I hope that you join us for this amazing journey. Welcome back to the Black and Green podcast. We're so excited to have you guys join us again today. We have another fabulous founder. We have Ronnie from So Posh Beauty. I cannot wait to hear more about her story. Ronnie, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So we always start with the same question, which is tell us the story behind your brand. Okay, so So Posh Beauty was founded because I was battling an autoimmune disorder. A lot of people don't know that psoriasis is actually an autoimmune disorder and it's not just a skin thing. So I um, was, you know, prescribed all of these medicines and my whole life, like I really, really just loved Bath and Body Works, all of these different, you know, companies. But I started to realize like they had a lot of harmful ingredients and the fragrances were really harsh on my skin. So my dermatologist was like, you know, you're going to have to give those things up. And I was kind of devastated. I'm like, you know, I my, my love of fragrance is kind of tied up in my femininity. And I was just like, wow, what am I going to do? So at the time, um, I'm, I'm a, a avid researcher. So I started to research how to make, you know, my own products. I, I first researched how to make bar soap and I was able to make a bar, my own natural bar soap. And from there, it just kind of snowballed into making, you know, body butters and uh, hair products, all kinds of things I, I, I learned how to make and formulate on my own. So, you know, the reason why I started is because I wanted something that was natural and I knew what exactly what was in it and I can pronounce the ingredients and I can, you know, kind of um, add the things that I needed to make the products even more beneficial. So I, I started my business out of necessity in a way because I wanted something that was completely natural, but that also um, didn't compromise my fem- femininity and how I felt. You know, I still wanted something that smelled good. So, you know, before I started using just essential oils, I used, you know, fragrances that were phthalate free. Like I was very very conscious of the type of things that I put into my products. So you mentioned kind of having psoriasis and that prompting mm-hmm. you creating your, your product line. Can you talk about the importance of like finding a need and kind of meeting that need and creating a product that is, um, that's connected with like you seeing a need in the marketplace? Absolutely. You know, especially in today's marketplace where, you know, the internet is at everyone's fingertips. So businesses are being created daily. And, you know, I often tell, you know, new entrepreneurs too, because I've been doing this a long time. I'm young, but I started when I was like 22 years old, but I always, always tell new entrepreneurs, you know, it's, it's important to, you know, find a need and serve that need because there's so many people out here. It, you have to like niche down your business in a way, like, Find your people and serve your people really, 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 really well, you know, because you you you'll go broke really fast trying to serve everyone, you know, because it, it, it kind of dilutes your your um, marketing message and your marketing dollars. So for mm, so come Beauty, through with the information. 
Come through. <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's the truth. You you cannot serve everybody. You have to niche, you know, niche your business and, and like I said, find your people and serve those people. So with So Posh Beauty, our thing is um, natural luxury. So when you get a So Posh Beauty box, and we just um, actually reposted an unboxing. When you get a a, a So Posh Beauty box, you're opening it. Opening it, it's an experience. We create an experience. So. You know, from the opening to the cards to everything that you get within our box, it's an experience. Um, and we want it to feel like um, a spa in a box, or, you know, something that makes you feel really, really well. And that's our niche. Even the woman who left me a review this morning, she was like, I felt like I was pampering myself. You know, those are my people. You know, those like I want people who want to create bath rituals, who want to pamper themselves and, and do it with pretty products with a purpose. You know, like our products aren't just beautiful on the outside, but they actually serve a beneficial purpose. Be it if you want lavender to relax or you want Lang Lang to make you to, you know, enhance your mood or grapefruit to invigorate you. All of our products serve a specific purpose and our business in general. So for us, those are our people, people who are looking for, you know, to pamper themselves, to spend a little bit more on themselves, you know, because they, you know, feel like they deserve it to give themselves something. So. For us, that works really, really well. Those are our people. And so I think it's important to find a need in the market, a specific need, and serve mm. that really, really, really well. You know, you can't be everything to, to everybody. Everyone. So yeah. mm-hmm. when you're talking about your particular market, you're a black mm-hmm. woman. Is your market mm-hmm. other black women? And how did you decide if that if it was or wasn't? For me, um, I didn't focus on if it was just an African-American woman or I'm an African-American woman. So, of course, if you see my website, the the woman on my banner is black. That's who I identify with. You know, she's me. But um, as far as that go, like I didn't focus on if she was black, if she was white. I focused on a woman who wanted to, you know, have products that were good for them as well. But when it all I mean. For me, I feel like I I am a so posh woman. I kind of started my business based on me. I'm like the face of my brand in a way. So, of course, you know, the my, my market, I, I tend to get a lot of black customers because they identify with me. They identify with the women I use to market my brand and everything. But I have a lot of different customers. I have a lot of um, different, you know, races. Um, and the, the thing is, too, is the, mostly, though, I target the... Um, the older woman, the more mature woman. Mm. Those are the women who tend to buy my products. Is and, that I mean, because not, they have um, more disposable income? Like, or Absolutely. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they, how have do more, you... they have more disposable income. Our, our oils are $45 retail yep, price. Yeah, I saw that. You know? Mm-hmm. And so those tend to be the women, and, and they understand and they see value in it. You know? Mm. So you... As an entrepreneur, too, you have to focus on people who find value in your products. So the women who buy my product tend to be in late 30s to, you know, early, you know, and, uh, and older, basically. How do you reach your market? Because a lot of our listeners are not only, you know, interested in purchasing your products, but a lot of folks are interested in starting a business. And they're so interested Absolutely. in hearing how did you do it. So how do you reach your market in that late 40s and up? range especially yeah especially because those are people who don't tend to (laughs) want to spend a lot of time with social media exactly and that's the thing too when I when I really got serious about 
um, nailing down who exactly I was targeting, I was like, wow, these people don't really spend a lot of time on social media. So, you know, I had to get serious about where I could reach them. So I started to do a lot of, like, I like to do a lot of pop-ups. Um, I also like to, um, I do like pop-ups. Like I did uh, pop-ups in West Elm, um, you know, that you could do pop-ups in uh, William Sonoma, places like that where people can come, especially when you're in the apothecary space. You know, we don't have, you know, smell-o-vision. You can't smell my product. So I like to make <laughs> it. Did you just make say smell-o-vision? <laughs> smell-o-vision. You know, we don't, you can't smell it through the, through the, through the computer screen. So I, I, I want people to be able to experience our products and take a chance on it. And when you have a price point at $45, people really want to smell it and understand it before. Mm. So, you know, I do a lot of pop-ups. I do like, you know, sample programs and things like that where, you know, you can get a sample. Uh, I do like the subscription boxes, like any way that people can actually get my product in their hands, smell it, feel it, experience it. I feel like um, is a way for that older crowd to be able to know about so far. So just popping up everywhere, you know, if I could, if I can do it, pop-ups and uh, like I said, Williams Sonoma, like those tend to be places where my customers are, you know, West Elm, I've done pop-ups there a few times. And and even on my website, which is the reason why I came up with the travel trio is it's a low cost way for you to try my product, Mm. you know? So it's like, Oh, I, I, I love what this is about, but I'm scared to spend $45 on it. Okay, well, you get three, you know, you get three, all three of our our fragrances for $35, which is cheaper than the price of one bottle, Mm -hmm. you know, so um, we do it that way, too. And I think that's a really good point that you have to think about where your customers are living Mm -hmm. and what they're doing and how their behaviors are. Because if you realize that you have an older crowd and you're spending Mm -hmm. a lot of money on Instagram ads, you aren't going to connect with the people you need to connect to because the older population isn't on Instagram. And so exactly, it's important for you to kind of have a really solid understanding of who your person is and what she does and how she spends her time or her his uh-huh. time, depending on who your audience is, you know. So I think that that's really important that you've kind of figured that out and then you've marketed specifically to that person. That's awesome. Yes. So tell us about one of the biggest mistakes you feel like you've made. Not getting my trademark. Ooh. That has been the biggest mistake. And I talk about this all the time and I'm transparent because I don't want a, a lot of other entrepreneurs to make the same mistake I did. But not having a solid trademark, get get those things. They're they're very, and I don't tell people not to start before they do these things. But as soon as you get a nice check, you know, for your business or you have that money put up, get you know, handle your legal stuff, mm. like because it can come back to 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 haunt you in a way. Mm. Um, if you're if you're serious about it, if it's just your hustle or whatever, you know. But if you're serious about creating something for your future, for your kids' future. Handle your legal stuff. Get your mm. trademark as soon as you can. As soon as you can. Mm. It'll save you money in the end, too. I'm all about saving money and time yes. and energy. You so know, so. I have that. to put so in a big plug. mistake. <laughs> yes. I have to put in huh? a plug that was- for Night Morris and Reddick. It's a Black-owned law firm started by three mm-hmm. Black women out of Chicago. And they have nice. a fabulous deals working with women um, starting businesses and kind of making sure that you have that legal advice and legal help, helping you with their trade, helping with your trademark, helping you get your articles of incorporation, helping you with contracting. And they have kind of starter bronze, silver, gold packages to make sure that you have access to that legal advice. So it's KMR um, Law Group. And we'll put a link in the bottom of this so you guys can reach out to them. But I just want to put in that little plug that make sure you yes. get your legal covered. Yes, it's 
might be some money up front, but it might cost you money in the long run. So did you feel like absolutely. it cost you money in the long run by not taking care of it up front? Oh, absolutely. In the long run, you either have to fight these people or, you. you know, it's, it's you. just, it, it's a pain in the butt. And mm. I tell everybody who comes to me and say, Hey, I want to start a business. Please get your trademark. Mm. <laughs> Please, you know, you know, if this is what you want to do for the rest of your life, do not skip those things. And I didn't have that advice before, mm. you know, like I started making product in 2009. Yeah. Like I was just getting started I, back then. I didn't have business groups. We didn't have podcast. It wasn't mm-hmm. that it wasn't like it is now. So I was just trialing there. I'm 20, I was 22 years old. I'm just, you know, out here trying to get, you know, people say, you know, so it was just, I didn't know. And then when I did know it was kind of already after stuff was already in motion, you know, I can kind of say without saying this. And it's good now that we have so much information at our fingertips because then, you know, young women like me who didn't know my mom doesn't know my, my father doesn't know, you know, they don't know these things. So Mm. I had nobody to tell me, you know, I didn't have any mentors before and, you know, things like that. Like, so it was literally trial and error. And mm. it was, that was a big error. Yes. Like, will mm-hmm. you bounce back? Yes. I mean, from you can always bounce back from anything. Exactly. Like, you know, you're going to always have ups and downs, whether we're talking about mm-hmm. business or we're talking about life. But I mean, mm-hmm. I think the piece of it is listening to the w- wisdom of people who've done it before you. So you can make brand yep. new mistakes. Let's not make the same it, mistakes they made. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I always, I always say that. I always listen up when, people older than me or who, who are more experienced than me go, well, if I would have known then what I know now, my ears perk up because yeah. I'm like, okay, what, I don't want to make your mistakes. Exactly. You know? So I tell people that all the time, you know, absolutely get started. But as soon as you get that first, you know, large sum of money or whatever, put it or put it to the side every time you make a sale, something, but get your trademark. Like you need that. You can handle your legal business, whatever that is, you know, yes. take care yes. of yourself. That's awesome. Thanks to our artisan for joining us. And now to our moment of meditation with Dr. Crystal Jones. So whether you're listening to this podcast as you're walking down the street or in your car, in your home or in your bed, just want you to find a comfortable position where you can relax and take focus on what's happening right now. And as we do this, I want you to focus on your breath, focusing on the fact that your answers are always in your breath. Feeling your breath, not judging it, but experiencing what it feels like. If you're able to, you can close your eyes. If not, just to keep your focus. Notice where your breath is racing through. Where are you trying to meet so many deadlines in life? Notice where your breath is moving in the same cycle or feeling stuck. Where are you in destructive cycles in life? Where are you not changing the script, but only changing the characters in the play? Just take a moment and notice what your breath feels like and how it relates to your life. Deep breath in. And as you exhale, let everything go that's not serving you. Reminding yourself that you can keep anything that you want to keep. You can let go of anything you want to let go of. But honoring your truth in this breath. 
As you're breathing in, you're creating. As you're breathing out, you're creating space for what it is that you desire. Little by little, letting go of what's not serving you and honoring the spaces that ask you to hold on at this moment, taking your time and being present. Continue in this breath until you feel like you've let go of everything that's standing in the way of creating what you desire. And as you feel like you've let everything go, bring the awareness back into your body. I hope that you enjoyed the meditation with Dr. Crystal. Sometimes we all need a reminder to just stop and take a break, stop and clear our minds, stop and be present. But now we're going to hop back into the conversation with our artisan. Talk about what it's like being a black woman entrepreneur. Do you feel like there's a difference? Have you have to approach people different when you're working with your manufacturers or just other, like, have you felt like there's some sort of difference being a black woman entrepreneur? You know, I was just actually having this conversation with um, some of my, my business besties. In the beginning, I wouldn't say I saw a difference, but the more that I am starting to scale up in my business, I do start to notice that when you're talking to these um, big box stores and things like that, they talk to us a little bit different. They, you know, it's in regards to like, and I mean, it could be because I look really young or, you know, sound really young. I don't know. But, you know, they, they talk to you a little bit different. Mm. You know, um, we don't get into the door as easily. You know, you kind of go, oh, who are you here with? You're mm. like, wait, wait, I'm here to present. It's me. Right, right. <laughs> I'm, I'm the I'm the owner. You mm-hmm. know, oh, it's you. You know, like, and I'm yes. like, I don't know if it's because I'm black or it's because I look young. I'm not I'm never really sure. But the more, like I said, you start to sit down and have those conversations, you it's you feel different. Like, mm. I don't know, for me, I've had, you know, it's always like, oh, you know, are not even like, oh, are you the help? But like, who are you here with? Like, are right. you, is this, is this, is this your business? I get that all, that question mm. I get all the time. Why do you think that they're shocked that it's your business? I'm like, I don't know if it's because I look young and uh-huh. they're saying, wow, you started this business. How old are you? And they don't ask the question or. You know, it's because like, wow, you've done all of these things. And like, where did you learn as your black woman? Like, I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm not really sure. But I also um, I noticed, too, like in you know, the wholesale space when you're doing like, you know, with working with the big box retailers, I feel like we don't have access to certain things, to certain information. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I don't even know if I feel like I should say this, but um, like one of my friends was like, you know, we need some some other kind of friends, you know, we need, Mm. we need that access. I feel like we don't have that access. Like, I don't know if it's because, you know, they have friends or father's friends, mother's friends, or we just don't have that same access. Like, how did you find this? Like, how can we, how do we have access? We don't have, well, we could get to a certain level, but then we feel like there's no access to that next level unless Mm -hmm. we have other friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I know, so, I know exactly what you mean. I think that the mm-hmm. bottom line is that we, we hear this, oh, it's not what you know, it's who you know. 
And I think mm-hmm. that people kind of say it tongue in cheek, but that's true. I mean, even if I, if I think about mm-hmm. the way that I do business, I mentioned I want something. Someone says, oh, I know someone who knows someone who knows someone. And I'm mm-hmm. and that that's my circle. And so mm-hmm. if my that, that's the way that I kind of do business. And so if you aren't in certain circles, um, and unfortunately, a lot of people of color aren't in those circles, then we aren't mm-hmm. really invited into those conversations. I mean. Exactly. I think I'm biased uh, with the creation of Black and Green that what I wanted Mm -hmm. to see us do is not fight to get in those circles, but to create our own circles. You sound like me. Mm -hmm. That's what I said. And Mm -hmm. to me, that's what Black and Green is. It's like, I don't want you fighting to get into Target and get into the big box stores. For one, uh, people are moving towards trying to support smaller businesses and they're trying to support Mm -hmm. smaller local businesses. And I think that the big box stores and the malls and the Toys R Us's, and we see these things uh, dropping and and they're, they're, they're kind of on the trend outward. I think what's on the trend upward is small niche local business. And I think that Mm -hmm. needs to be our message. And that's the way we need to start thinking is how do we get a network of 15, 20, 100 different small retailers across the nation and get our products in those? You know, absolutely. That's that's where I really feel like we we need to do. And that's that's some work that Black and Green wants to to do after we kind of take over this uh, online space is helping our products get into shops that care about our products. You know, I don't want us to feel like Mm -hmm. the stepchild, because if that brand doesn't push you, then they're going to come back and say, oh, you didn't perform well. Well, you had me in your back bottom corner with the dust mat, Mike. (laughs) And that's exactly what you, that tends to happen when we go into those big box retailers. Yeah. You know, it's, well, we'll we'll let you in the door or, you know, we might think, you know, because they have like some certain programs, like small business programs where they try a local, or it's called a local program. Mm -hmm. Oh, we try a local business. But then, you know, a lot of times it's like you said, oh, we don't, you you didn't perform well or whatever. So, you know, they don't reorder and, you know, and a lot of times, sometimes they can dilute your brand too. And places like Target is not my demographic. Like that's, those are not the places that I'm looking to be because, Mm -hmm. you know, my price point's a little different, but, um, I mean, I'm just, you know, based on, I I did, I I had to sit down with West Elm before and things like that. But, um, those, you know, sometimes it doesn't, it can dilute your brand or, you know, they want you to give them the, your product for a super duper discounted price, yep. you know? So for, for me, I, I'm more so, I love working, like you said, with smaller boutiques yes. and things like that, that, you know, that can appreciate my brand message and my product. Yes. So, yes. But that's the, that's the issue that I've seen, you know, just being around, you know, I have friends who are in all levels of business and that's, that's something that I noticed, you know, as far as black women, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, it's always like, we don't have the access to go mm-hmm. further, mm-hmm. you know? So I like, I like what you said, create our own access. And that's yeah. just kind of where I am. I love it. You know, support I, each I, other. Yes. Yes. That's beautiful. Now, how have you felt, like you said, so support each other. Do you feel mm-hmm. like black women are supporting your brand and have you found supportive, uh, not only customers, but mentors and advisors and kind of what has your tribe and community look like? Oh, absolutely. I I say it all the time. I would not be where I am or this far in my business if it hadn't been for my tribe, who are all the tribe of black women. And that's not saying that I don't, you know, I won't work with other people, but like I identify with, you know, with, with my, with, people who look like me, you know, and I want to support people who look like me because I know how hard it is. And I know we have limited access. And even like the subscription box that I'm working with, it's, you know, it's a black, it's owned by a black woman and she is killing it. Mm. And she supported my business, 
And in turn, like I'm able to do more with that money and I'm mm-hmm. able to put more money back into our community. And if we do things like that, you know, we she has, you know, over 7,000 women supporting her subscription box. Yeah. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that's. And, and the, the subscription box is for black women, mm-hmm. you know, so think about that. And then she supported a black woman, me, you know, so that's putting money into my business that I'm putting back in my community and so on and so forth. And we recycle in our dollars that way. But um, I love that supporting, you know, supporting people who look like me. And um, on top of that, like my, yeah, my, my mentors um, are people who, you know, who are further in their business in my same space, but you know, they're black women as well. And I, and so when people say black women don't support each other, I'm like, well, where are you looking? Thank Who's you. Your, who are you around? Oh, Ronnie, you, you know? took the words out of my mouth. I feel like it's an old, yeah. tired narrative that we play over and over again. And it is simply not true. I have found some amazing mm-hmm. black women who are supporting me and support uh-huh. my business and support my vision. I'm like, I don't know where you're finding these unsupportive women because they don't exist in my me circle. Me <laughs> It, you know what it is, too? And sometimes I'll say this. I'm like, you have to change, shift your mindset. Yes. Maybe you are attracting something yep. different because you're, you're, you are, you're thinking different. Or you're if not you, opening yourself up. If you, that's what people don't want to hear. If you're having a hard time being friends with black women, maybe you're the root of the problem. You are the problem. You, you have to problem. look in the mirror yes. and be able to say, hey, am I, am I manifesting these things in yes. my life? Or is it, am I attracting these things? You know what I mean? Ronnie, that's, you are my I, new best I, friend I, in my head. Where do you live, girl? <laughs> <laughs> it's unfortunate for them because it's amazing and beautiful black women out here who are willing and waiting to support and willing to help. Like yes. I tell people all the time, hop in my inbox, mm-hmm. like hop in my inbox, you know, of course, introduce yourself. I want to know you, you yes. know, but hop in my inbox. I help people all day. Like mm-hmm. cause someone helped me. These yep. people help me, you know? So it's like, I, I would never, you know, reach another level and then pull the ladder up. Never. Exactly. No, exactly. like, re- you know, reach back and help. So, and I feel like you have amazing energy and anybody that I've talked to has who has that good energy where you can feel it through the interview. They always say, oh, my gosh, I get so much support. And then when people's energy is yes. a little questionable, they're like, oh, I don't really get good support. And that just like, goes to show me. And this is something that I talked a little bit about on the platform is that when you are showing up as an entrepreneur, you have to be your true, authentic self. And people resonate mm-hmm. with that. It's really hard, in my opinion, to be an entrepreneur if you have not done your work and you can't show up to spaces whole and can't kind of have your energy aligned and in check. And so I find a lot of times when people's businesses aren't doing as well as they want them to is because you haven't done your own personal work and you're carrying all that baggage into your business. Amen. Look, you can't see me, but I'm shaking my head yes. at all of that. <laughs> Absolutely. It is the truth. Yes, it is the truth. And when you change your mind, people say it sounds cliche. You change your mind, your your mindset. You can change your whole Seriously. life. You can change your whole business, mm-hmm. like everything. It's um, it is amazing if you have good energy and you put good energy out into the world. How things in your life can manifest, yes. and it's and it's real. And if and if you just anybody listening, you know, if you are struggling. Don't be afraid to look at yourself. Mm. It is the most important thing that you can do is take a real good look at yourself and reflect. And and I am a big believer in that. I'll tell anybody. People come to me for advice a lot about things like that. And I just say, hey, start with you. Work Mm -hmm, on you. mm -hmm. Work on you. And that's me. I'm always in self-reflection. If I'm feeling away in a day, I'm like, okay, what's going on? How did you start your morning? You know, like Mm -hmm. that's that I'm I'm big on that. It's because I owe me. At the yes. end of the day, I owe me. 
first. Whatever it is, like I owe it to myself. Mm. So I have to make sure that I'm okay. And then when I go into the world, I feel like, you know, we're here for a purpose. I want to make sure I'm serving my purpose for me and for others as well. So mm. I know I'm going off on a tangent. No, I'm you're sorry. not, girl. <laughs> Give, speak that word. I mean, I, we're gonna, I'm going to let you close it out, though. I think that that is a really good point is that look at yourself. It all starts with mm. you, you know. And if you're finding an mm-hmm. issue or something's not going right, take that time to figure out, okay, how am I showing up? What have I done wrong with the situation? What can I do better? How can I improve? And I think that you are the only thing that you can control. So you want to constantly be. Oh, that's the, I love that. Yes. That the is the only truth. thing. It is the truth. <laughs> There's yes. nothing else you can control. Kids, parents, friends, family, the weather, you name it, nothing else, but you, yes. you can control yourself. And so you mind it like that. You get a quick reward. You do some back, you know, you do some self-reflection, you decide you want to change something and you can because you control. Yes. You. That's, that's so real. Yes. yes. So real. It's the, the truth. truth. Absolutely. It was so good talking to you today, Ronnie. Um, Same here. Same here. Thank you so much for joining us. You guys can head on over to our website and look at So Posh and look at her amazing products, high quality essential oils. It's really natural products that can heal you and also make you smell good and feel feminine. And we completely support that. Um, You're about everything that we stand for here at Black and Green. So thank you for joining us today. Awesome. Thank Thank you so so much for having me. Thanks for being a part of our journey and listening to the Black and Green podcast. Tune in next week when we feature another Black woman artisan who creates all-natural products. You can buy products to support our artisans at blkgrn.com and check us out on all social media at blk and grn. Make sure you like and share our podcast with your friends. Until next time, buy Black and live green.